The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masichet Sota has been dedicated by our good friends and Talmud, Mr. Haimi and Dina Dana, for the success of their children and especially the Fuashirema Moshe Ben Dina. on the bottom of the Amud. We learned in a previous Mishnah that Birkat Kohanim, that's uh, Nisiat Kapayim, that's when the Kohanim go up and bless the nation, that is specifically done Belashon Kodesh in Hebrew. Now the Mishnah is going to elaborate. Birkat Kohanim Ketzer. How does the Birkat Kohanim happen? The Medina, Medina means outside of the Bet HaMikdash, Omer Ota Shalosh Berachot. It is divided into three Berachot, which means the Kahal answers Amen to the three Pesukim, which means they answer Amen, they answer Amen, and they answer Amen to that. So it's split up into three Berachot of the Mikdash, Berachot However, in the Bet HaMikdash, on the Temple Mount, there was no F6 because, as we're going to learn in the Bet HaMikdash, they did not answer Amen. So therefore, it was considered all one long Beracha. Furthermore, Ube Mikdash, Omeret Hashem, Kichtavo, Ube Medira, Bechinuyo. Which means, in the Bet HaMikdash, when they would say Hashem's name, Yud Kevavke, they would say it as it is written. They would say Yeho, they would say it as it is uh, spelled with the letters. However, in the Medina, outside of the Bet HaMikdash, they would say it Be'adanut. Like we say it today, Medina, which is outside of the Beit Hamikdash, Kohanim nusim etidehem keneged kitfehem. The Kohanim they would lift their hands by their shoulders. The Mikdash al gaber Hashem. The Beit Hamikdash would lift it above their heads. The reason being that the Shekhinah was on top of the fingers of the Kohanim. So that the Kavot the Shekhinah would lift their hands all the way up. Furthermore, Chutz mekohen gadol, except for the Kohen. He's not allowed to lift his hands above the seats because the seats had on it the name of Hashem that would not be Kavod to put his hands above the holy name on the seats. He says, No, even the Kohen Gadol would lift his hands above the seats. And he brings the Pasuk to support the Shneemar. So you see, Aharon, uh, when he, this happened on the eighth day of the Miluim, that means when they had seven days preparation before the, before the inauguration of the Mishkan, on the eighth day, which was actually Rosh Chodesh Nisan, that was the day the Mishkan was inaugurated, and Aharon started to serve on that day in his capacity as Kohen Gadol. 
And he blessed the people, according to our understanding, he blessed them with Birkat Kwanim, the regular Birkat Kwanim that we are familiar with. And it says in the Pasuk Vayisa Aharon that even though Aharon was a Kohen Gadol, Vayisa Aharon he lifted his hands up and smashma above his head. That's the way we are understanding. Now, the only question is. Where do you see in this pasuk that it was above his head? You just see that he lifted his hands. So then Mephashim was struggling to try to know, how do you know that it was uh, actually uh, above? So he says over here, says over here, okay, so that's something that something has to be, um, to be answered. And some want to say that this last part of the Mishnah, because of this question that I just asked, is not part of the Be'udah statement. This last part over here is bringing the Pasuk that the Kohanim have to lift their hands during Birkat Kohanim. Stop! Which means the Be'udah said even the Kohen Gadol has to lift his hands above his head. Period. And the Pasuk that's being brought over here is going back for the first thing that just says that they have to lift their hands up. I don't have to lift their hands up because it's Vayisa Aaron That would make most sense to say that this last part of the Mishnah is not Rabbi Yehuda talking. Furthermore, the rabbis learn from this Pasuk from the fact that it says uh, Yadav. If you look in the Pasuk, the way it's written, Yadav is written without a Yud. So it can be read Yado. To teach us over that one hand has to be higher than the other, and that is the halacha by the Kohanim, that the right hand is a little higher than the left hand, because that's the way it's written. So that's why one hand is elevated higher. In any event, the Gemara begins Tanu Rabbanan. We learn from that Pasuk Bilshon HaKodesh, like this. Bless them like this in this language. However, you'll tell me that maybe you can bless them in any language. Neymar kan kotevarichu. Neymar lalan. It says by us, by the Berkat Kohanim kotevarichu, and it says by the Berachot on Har Gerizim and Har Eval. Ele yam do the varich etam. Right, that the 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 inyan of the Berachot over there. Ma lalan bilshon hakodesh. Just like over there, by Har Gerizim and Har Eval, it was bilashon hakodesh. So Afkan bilashon hakodesh, which is already we learned earlier that Gerizim and Har Eval was done in Hebrew. Bilashon hakodesh. That's Berachah. So here it says Kotevarichu. So it's like over there, so too over here. Comes the Gemara Zabi Uda Omer, Eno Sarich. You don't have to go that far. You don't need this Gizra Shavahari. Omer Ko. Adchi Yomru, Belashon Azir. He says very simple. Kotevarichu, like this. Which means like these words. What's these words? Lashon HaKodesh. Say it as uh, as it is written in the uh, Torah itself. Tanya Yidak, we have another Brayta. Kotevarichu, Ba'amida. Oh, the blessing that Kwanim give the people has to be done standing. How do you know? Maybe they can even do it sitting. Right? When they were blessing, they were standing. So they were over there was a blessing and it was standing. So to over here, it's a blessing, it has to be standing. You don't need to go that far. There is a pasuk that's talking about the service of the Kohanim. It says that God separated the child of Levi in order to carry the Aaron beneath Hashem la'amod l'fnei Hashem l'sharet to stand in front of God and serve Him ulbarech b'shmo and to bless Him. So therefore the Gemara makes a diuk ma m'sharet ba'amida just like service of the Kohanim must be done 
standing af mevarech ba'amidah. Right? So it's the sharet, right? The person shareto ulbarech mishmo. That there's a connection between shirut service of the kohanim and blessing. Just like service is done standing, so to the blessing is done standing. How do you know service of the kohanim is done standing? So the Gemara says the misharet gufa. Minalan, uh, how do you know that the service itself has to be done standing? To stand and to serve. We have another bright. A lot of things are being learned over here from Kote Barikun. Kote Barikun. Binisiut Kapayim. Oh, it's teaching me what? That the hands have to be elevated. Who said? Who told you not to elevate the hands? Nehemar kan kote barichu. Nehemar lealan vayisa aronet yadav elam vaybarichem. That was the pasuk that the Mishnah quoted us at the end. That says Aaron on the eighth day of the Miluim, which is the first day of the inauguration of the Mishkan, he lifted his hands up to bless the people. So therefore, malalam minisut kapam. Just like over there, he was blessing the people, which we understand he was blessing the Merkat Kohanim, and he lifted his hands. Afkan minisut kapayim. So too over here, and a regular Kohen blesses the people. He has to lift his coat, meaning the way that Aharon did it. Comes Gabriel and says, We have a question. Right? The Yonatan had a question. Can you compare? That day was a special day. Number one, it's Kohen Gadol. So maybe only a Kohen Gadol has to lift his hands. You can only learn from Aaron is what Aaron was. And that day was Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And there was Korbanot Sibur brought on that day. Like the Gemara says that that was the eighth day. That day had ten crowns, which means it was a very special day. So therefore, who told you that you could learn from there to all other Kohanim that are not Kohanim Gedolim on regular days that they should do the same thing as Aaron did? So the Gemara says, So Afghan Kohen Gadol Rosh Chodesh Ba'abodat Sibur. So therefore, for that derasha is knocked out because to learn from Aaron, Aaron is exceptional. So therefore, Gemara gives a different source. Rabbi Natan Omer Ero Sarik, you don't got to go that far. Harei Omer Hu Ubanav Kol Ayamim. The pasuk says by Aaron Akohen, Kibob Achar Hashem Olechem Kol Shevet. God chose Shevet Levi from all the tribes. The Amod, the Sharet, B'Shem Hashem Hu Ubanav. There's a connection between Aharon and his sons. Makish banav lo. Torah makes a kesh between the sons to him. Ma'u bin siut kapayim, apanav bin siut kapayim. Just like he did it by raising his hand, so the sons are equal. Now, when you learn like this, you're not able to say, well, he was a Kohen Gadol. So therefore he's different. Because once already, you're learning from a simichut in the Pesukim, hu banav, even though you have a question, doesn't matter. Since it's available for the Rash, so therefore the Dirash is automatic regardless. Look at that she. That she says, look at that she. Don't ask a question. What do you mean? But he was a Kohen Gadol. So I can compare him to his sons. You don't ask questions on a Hekesh. That is the rule. Comes again with Yamim. And what does the Pasuk say? Not only on Rosh Chodesh. Not only on uh, special days, always. So therefore, that's the source. How you know the Kwanim actually have to lift their hands up. It's comparing the sons to the father. Now, all the pasus uh, It didn't say to bless. That pasuk that it compares the sons of Aaron to the father, it means for service. But we know already we have another pasuk that compares service to blessing. Because the pasuk said earlier, 
So if we know that it's like, so it's a double the Rashaobi. Number one, Aaron's children are compared to him. So the Banav are like him. And the Pasuk over there that was comparing them was in service, the Shareto. And we know Shirut is compared to Barachak, was the Shareto, Barach Bishmo. So therefore, all of these laws of Birkat Kwanim are equal to the Father, to the Son. Therefore, just like Aaron lifted his hands up, so too the children comes to give us a Vitanya. Another Dirasha on the words Kote Barachu. Kote Barachu bin Israel, Beshem and Meforash. Okay, it is done with the explicit name. Of God. In this case, over here, the explicit name of God, Shem for us means Yudke Vavke, in the way it is uh, spelled out. So comes again, Maran says, right? She says, Kikhtavo. Atatmir, Beshem Meforash. You tell me that you have to bless the Birkat Kwanim with the Shem Meforash. Or Eno Ela Bechinui. Which means, maybe that means only in the Adanut. Which means it's written Yudke Vavke, but the way you say it is Adanut. Tamud Omar, Vesamu et Shemi. The Sukh says, and you will place my name, Shemiya Miyuhadli. So the Gibraltar Doresh, my specific special name. Yachol Afbik Vulimken. You think you could do this even outside of the Beit HaMikdash? Neemar Khan Vesamu et Shemi. Veneemar Dalar, it says in different Lasum et Shemo Sham. Right? Over there, the Pasuk is saying over the Kiim Elam Makom, Asher Yivchar Hashem Eloheichem, Mekos Shiftachem, Nasum Et Shemo Sham. The Shechnot Tidreshu Uvat Hashem. Now over there, Nasum Et Shemo Sham, the place was named there. What was that referring to? The Beit HaMikdash. So too, it says over here, Ma Le'alam Beit HaBechira, Afkan Beit HaBechira. So too, over there, when it talks about placing God's name, it's talking about the Beit HaMikdash. Nasum Et Shemo Sham is the Beit HaMikdash. So too, the Samu Et Shemi is only in the... Beit Hamikdash. Rabbi Yosheah Omer Eno Sarich. You don't have to go that far. They Omer Bechol Hamakom Asher Is Kir Et Shemi Avo Elecha. Now the pasuk says any place that you mention my name, God says I am going to come and bless you. So Gemara says that possible. Bechol Hamakom Sakadatach. Is that possible that in any place, which means we know that you're not allowed to mention God's name. In any place. Number one, because we have a Gibara, we learned that Pesachim on Dafnun. The Gibara says on the Pasuk, I mean, God has a name, but He has a remembrance, which we are not allowed to say God's name. The Gibara says, which means I have a name and I have a zikri. So let me you see that the pasuk cannot be taken literally, that wherever you mention my name as it is, you're going to be blessed. Because really, you're not allowed to mention. The name of Kalos uh, Baruch and further, you're not allowed to mention God's name in any place. Then she says, "Vechi bechol makom shekina ba'avishora." We know that you're only allowed to mention God in a specific place. So, what does the pasuk mean? Bechol makom anywhere you mention my name, you're going to be blessed. It cannot be taken literal because we know already that number one, there is restrictions on mentioning God's name. Yudke vavke, you're not allowed to say it. That's for sure. And number two. Certainly, it cannot be said in any place. So you know, the, you know how you learn the pasuk. Ela mikrazim misoras. You have to read the pasuk meupach, which you have to switch around the words and read it like this. Meupach misurasu. Bechol makom asher avo elecha uberachticha. In any place that I will come and bless you, which namely is the Beit Hamikdash, Sham Azkir Etshemi. Over there, my name will be mentioned. Where's the place where God comes and blesses us? So therefore, in any place that I come and bless you, which is the blessing of God is in the Beit there, 
Tazkirit Shemit. So that's the way Rabbi Yoshia learns that indeed the Beracha in the Beit HaMikdash was done with the Shem Yud Ke Vav Ke Lukit Rashim Mesulasu Lupach Nechol HaMakom HaShiravu Elecha BeOil Mu'ed For example, on the Oil Mu'ed Shebemidbar Ubeshiloh Bet Olamim Either it's in Shiloh That's a temporary Mishkan Or in the Bet Olamim Which is the Indeed the Bet HaMikdash Comes to Gibran And continues Tanya'idah, we have a bright, a second wide line. Ko tebarchu, another derashant is ko tebarchu b'nei Israel, in the Ela b'nei Israel. Gerim, nashim, v'avadim, mishuhalim, minayin. How do you know that converts are included in the Beracha? Ladies are also included in the Beracha. And slaves that were free, that went free. How do we know that he's included in the Beracha? Tamud lo minayin, tamud lo minayin, amor lahem. As ko tebarchu b'nei Israel, amor lahem, that is coming to include. Nechulihu is coming to include. Everyone comes to Gabbana and says, Tanya'idah, Kote Barichu, and nothing that I shot on the words Kote Barichu. Panim Keneged Panim, which means it has to be face to face, means the Kwanim are facing the people, means they have the back to the Hechal, they face to the people, and the people are facing them. Atalme Panim Keneged Panim, you say it has to be face to face, so in a Panim Keneged Orif. Who told you maybe the Kohanim's backs are facing the people? Or if it's the neck, maybe the back of the neck of the Kohanim are facing the people? Comes the Gibran says, well actually that she says, Maybe the people are able to have their backs to the Kohanim. Reverse. Maybe the people can be standing with their backs to the Kohanim. Amorim, speak to them, the Torah says. Like a person talking to his friend. You're talking face to face. You don't talk face to back. So therefore, Amorim teaches us as we panikin. Tanya idah. Yet another bright. This is the way it's supposed to be. Bekol ram. It has to be done in a loud voice. The Kohanim have to be audible. Or in a way, la belahash. Or maybe it could be done in a low voice. The other one, Amor lahem. Say to the people, Kadam Shomer, the Havirak, a person talking to his friend, he talks in an audible voice. Amar Abaye. Abaye comes along and says, Naktina. Naktina means halacha. Shlishnaim kore koanim. Venehad eno kore kohen. Shneemar amor lahem lishnaim. Which is when there's two or more Kohanim, then the Hazan can call the Kohanim up, or the uh, the somebody in the synagogue says, uh, actually the Hazan says to them Kohanim before they make the Beracha. The uh, Hazan has to introduce them, right? So if there's two or more Kohanim, since the person is Amor Lahem, Lahem is plural, then you can introduce by saying the word. Kohanim. However, less than two, if there's only one Kohen, you cannot say Kohanim. As she says, Amor uh, Lahem, actually, that's it. Good. Ave Amar of Hazdar, of Hazdar Kazlongan says, Nechtina, another halakha. Kohen kore Kohanim, ve'en Yisrael kore Kohanim. Shlemar Amor Lahem, Amira Mishlahem, which means a court Mishlahem. Which means according to that Hazda, he says a big hadush, that the only one that can say the word Kohanim to introduce the Kohanim is a Kohen himself. Because Masus Amor Lahem, which means the Amira should be from them. Look at the bottom Rashi. Kohen kore Kohanim. Im Shriyaf Sibur Kohen. Who kore umazir et chadera v'amdim lefanav la'azir penehem ulbarekat Israel? Which is if the Hazan is a Kohen, he can invite his friends to say Kohanim, which means to tell them to start turning their face around to make the Malakah. Ve'im Yisraelu eno kore Kohanim. But if he say does not say Kohanim, that's the opinion of the Rav Hazan. Comes to Gemara and says, Ve'elcheta kevate de'abaye. 
Number one, halacha falls. You have to have at least two kohanim to say the word kohanim. Mm-hmm. And the Gemara then says, "Ve'letilcheta kevatet Rav Chazda." But halacha does not follow Rav Chazda, which means you don't have to be a kohen to say the word kohanim. Which is even a Yisrael can say the words kohanim. Now, on this daf over here that we just read, this amud, many halachot have just been said. We said them very quickly. Now we're going to go for a moment and just review them la'alakha in the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch the first halakha comes from Shulchan Aruch Siman Kut Chafchet halakha Yud Gimal that is also in the Rambam in the Siyut Kapayim Perikidad halakha Gimal when halakha says Matchinim HaKohanim Nomar Yibarechecha which means there's a big controversy over here when the Kohanim bless the people where do they begin from do they begin from the word Yibarechecha or do they begin from the word uh, uh, Hashem? Which means the question is the Hazan himself. When he says the Berachot, he says word for word to the Quranim, where does the Hazan start from? Does he start from the word Yibarechecha? Or does he start from the word Hashem? So Maram So Maram's opinion is that the Quranim, like we do, like Almanac, they say the word Some say no, that even that, the Hazan says that word as well. That's the Minahag of the Ashkenazim. That's also the Minahag of most Sephardi communities, even in Eretz Israel, that the Hazan is the word as well as the Rest of the uh, uh, words, like it says, the Hazan reads word for word, from which we answer Amen at the end of every single pasuk. However, in the Beit Hamikdash, as brought down by Rambam in after the Kohanim would go up to the Dukhan, same thing word for word, There's no Amen in the Beit HaMikdash, it's all one long Beit like Mishnah said, They make one towards the end as we said in the Beit HaMikdash the, the word uh, Shekinah's name is, is said as it is spelled Yudke that's referred to the Shem Meforash meaning Adanut why? Which means it just wasn't the, 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 when we say the Simon for us it had special nikudot. And therefore if you'd hear it, you'd be able to take it and use it for abuse it, misuse it for different things. So therefore they stopped saying it. they wouldn't even teach the shame uh, to their students, Once every seven years they would teach it. They kept it very uh, secretive. Good. The Kohanim, we go now to uh, the Shukhan Aruch 
in halacha yud bet. Kohanim magbiim yedem kineged kitfoteim. Okay, by their shoulders, umagbiim yad yemini ksat lemala. Like we know, because it says over there by Aaron yadav, but it's written yado to teach us that one hand is a little higher, so the right hand is a little higher than the left. Upushtim yedem becholkim it's beotehim, right? And they split their fingers up. Umechavenim asot he avenim. According to the pshat, they make five air spaces. The five air spaces according to Shmuel are the following: the kohen has to split his fingers up, which means he puts his his index finger and the finger next to it touching each other, as well as the uh, we'll call it the third and the and the, the, the pinky and the and, and the finger next to it also touching each other, and he divides them to make one air space in between. So that's one air space, and then you have the air space between the pointer finger and the thumb. That is the second airspace. Then you have the airspace in between the fingers themselves, which means according to the Shohan Aruch, you have to take the uh, the right hand and you place it down. According to the Halakha, according to the Shohan Aruch, the, the back of the hand is facing up and the palms are facing the ground. So therefore the split is on, on one end like this. Then the thumb, the right thumb is on the left thumb, it crosses over and there's like a window that's formed in between that, uh, this over here this window is considered an airspace then you have the space between the thumb and the finger on the left hand the pointer finger, and then you have the space between the two fingers, the middle, that's five airspace altogether, again one in the middle of the right hand then between the uh, the pointer and the thumb that's two, then in between the two hands themselves is three, then on the left hand from the thumb to the pointer finger is four, and then in between the two fingers is five, that's according to the Shot. However, the Ariz had a different understanding how to make the five uh, airspace. He held that you're not supposed to have any of your fingers touching. He held that all of the fingers should be opened up. And that's the way Achab ben Siyon says to do. He just says, if you want, to make a bigger space in between the middle finger to follow the Pshat also. So keep all the fingers not touching. He holds that the five spaces are not on both hands. The five spaces are on each hand. Okay, so we have one, two, three, four, and then in between, and this one casts the ball, and you have one, two, three, four, and that casts the ball. So you have five airspaces on each one. Another mahalok between the pshat and the kabbalah, and this is the uh, direction of the hands. As I said, according to Maran, the hands are down, uh, right a little above the left. According to the Arizal, the hands must be facing up, like in this position, by the side of the head. That's the way the Kohanim would hold their hands like this, according to the Arizal. Each one should follow the uh, the uh, custom. Comes the comes the Rambam and Kibbutz B'Mikdash. Kohanim magbim yedim lemal gaber Hashem. Okay, in Beit Hamikdash, we're following the opinion that says the Bihuda that the uh, was above the heads. I'm sorry, except for the Kohen Gadol, I take that back. That since he was wearing the seats, he cannot lift his hands over his head. Can only make it in Hebrew. Comes the has to be standing. hands lifted. Right? everybody has to face each other. Out loud. Okay? And also, Amida, 
פנים כנגד פנים, כל רם, all these things are מעכב בדיעבד. comes the, גם על הקצץ, אם היה הכהן המברך, if the כהן is the, the one that is making the, אם היה הכהן המברך אחד, which means he's the only, there's uh, only one Kohen, let's say, and a Shriya Simur Kohen lo Kohanim. Like we learned in the Gemara, you cannot say Kohanim. Ela hu ma'atzum ma'azir panav. Our custom is that somebody in the class screams out the word Emor, just to give him a signal that he should start uh, the Berakha. Matreil lo berakha ma'atzmo. V'shriya Simur Mekleo to mila b'mila. V'imem shnaim o yot. If there's two or more, Ela matreil lo berakha ad shikla lem Shriya Simur Amor lahem. So if he has to say Kohanim to them, and, uh, and then he continues uh, word for word. Now, we said over here, uh, very interesting. Now, that means, according to Rav Hazda, he held that only a Kohen can call Kohanim. But if you say, that means not only a Kohen can call, but anybody can call, which means even a Yisrael. However, Harambam is posseq, that only a Yisrael is able to uh, call the Kohanim, not a Kohen. So they, they want to know where the Rambam gets it from. Harambam is posek like Rav Chazda of the Yerushalmi. Rav Chazda of the Yerushalmi is different than our Rav Chazda. Rav Chazda clearly the Yerushalmi says only a Yisrael can say the Kohanim, which is our Minhag as well, that only Yisrael, if, if the Kohen is a Hazan, he does not call the Kohanim. We put a Yisrael on the side. Hadachat does say that a Kohen should not be Hazan really for Shaharit, because then he's going to lose out the Berkat Kohanim, which we're going to see now can be a Mitzvah de Oraita. Therefore, it's better that he doesn't become the Hazan in order to catch the Berkat uh, Kohanim. Let somebody else uh, be Hazan uh, for that uh, subject. In any event, we continue the Gemara and the Amud Bet. Continues now with a host of statements in the name of Rabbi Yoshua. Ben Levi, Amar Yosha Ben Levi, Minayin Shekelos Baruchu Metavel Berkat Kohanim. How do we know that God yearns for the Berkat Kohanim? Shne Emar, God says, "V'samu et Shemi al Bnei Yisrael va'ani abarechim," which is God is saying, uh, "Please put my name on the uh, people." He's God is saying, "Place my name on the people and uh, and uh, and uh, bless me," which means. It's not like our need, it's like God's need. God is commanding us, put my name on the people and bless them, which means God yearns for the beracha of the Kohanim. Comes to Kohanim, and the Kohanim have to know that. The Kohen who blesses the nation will get blessed. But the opposite is also true. If he desists and does not go up to bless the people, so he does not get the berachah. When God told Abraham, uh, which means anybody that blesses the seed of Abraham gets blessed. So therefore, any Kohen that's blessing Am Yisrael, automatically the berachah comes back on him. Now, comes Rashi and says over here, maybe you're going to argue and tell me, what do I need this? Maybe I can learn it from Vani Abarechim. What is the Pasuk? You will place, you Kohanim will place the name of God on the people. Vani Abarechim sounds like, and I will bless the Kohanim. Vani Abarechim, I will bless the Kohanim. So if that's the case, what do you need? Vani Abarechim. So Rashi says, Vani Abarechim, Ayisnael Ka'eh. Vani Barakim is going back on the Jewish people. Because 
Which is, we know that the Kohanim bless the people. But how do we know that God confirms the Berachah of the Kohanim to Kuna Yisrael? Which means God agrees with the Kohanim. So ultimately the blessing in Berkat Kohanim is the Berachah of Kadosh Baruch Hu. Which means God says, You put your hands on the Jewish people. And then God says, Who's going to ultimately do the blessing? I'm doing the blessing. So teaches me the Berachah of the Israel. How do I know the Kohanim themselves get blessed? Which means I know that from the blessing that God told Abraham Abinu comes the Gibran continues. Any Kohen does not go up to the Dukhan over He transgresses three positive commandments. Number one, Amor Lahem Vesamu Et Shemim. Furthermore, the B Amar, the B comes along and says, Hoshishim Shema bin Gerusha bin Halusau. You have to be concerned that if he's not going up to the Kohanim, maybe he's Pagum. Maybe he's the son of a divorcee. Maybe he's the son of a Halusa. So therefore, it's going to cast the spurs on the guy. You have to say, why is he going up? So comes the Gibraltar Velo Pinigi. There's no Mahlukur of it, which is here we gave two different reasons. Any Kohen that doesn't go up is over on three Aser, and he puts his whole lineage into question. Gibraltar is not a Mahlukur. Had the Salik Lifrakim, had the Lo Salik Lifrakim, which is if the guy doesn't go up at all, he doesn't even go up Lifrakim from time to time. So then the deen is what? Then not only is he over on three Mitzvot Aser, but he's over also that people are going to think he's a Ben. Girusha or Ben Hazar, he doesn't go up at all. But if he goes up, if he goes up from time to time, now that she says, what does time to time mean? He explains time to a very interesting that she, that she says, behagim If he goes up on holidays, so at least they're not going to think he's a Ben Girusha or Ben Halutza. But on the times he doesn't go up, there, he's going to be over on three mitzvot. I said. Now the Mefarshim asks me, why did that she specifically be Hagim or Muadim? Why do he say if he goes up on holidays itself? Just say if he goes up uh, any time. The point exactly. The point is that's what the people will see because a lot of people in the synagogue on the holidays. So if he wants to take off his pegam that the people shouldn't think he's a Ben Girusha or Ben Halutza, the only way he can do it is if at least he goes up when the people are there. So going up on Hagim and Muadim. That'll take off the Ben Gerushah Ben Halutzah on him. But he's still over the Asa uh, anytime he does not go up. Now, Harambam does write this in Halakha, but it's interesting the way Harambam quotes this, and I'd like to uh, read it to you. Harambam says like this Kol Kohen She'en Bo Echad which any Kohen that's able to go up to the Dukhan, in Eno Ole the Dukhan, if he does not, Afapit should be till Mitzvat Ase Ahat. Even though he's over one ase, harezeke over al shalosh ase. It's like he's over on shlosha ase. Which Harabam is learning over here that that which the Gemara said shlosha ase is lavdafka, which means the real item is kotevarichu. Mm-hmm. The other ones over there are more like just uh, 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 extra, and they're not really over. It's keilu over on shelosha mitzvot. I said he tells you them. When he was in the bet kenesim, when they caught kwanim, or im amrulu nalot, when they told him to say bechavod, and he didn't, uh, he didn't go. She nemar kote baruchu benesir amor lahem vesamu et shemi. Comes the gemara and continues. Amar biyushu ben nevi. Yehoshua ben Nevi says, 
Kohen Any Kohen that does not go up to the Dukhan At the beginning of the Berakah That's the Berakah Avodah Shuv He cannot go up Which means even though It might take him time to get up But he has to make his move to the Dukhan From the time of Ritzeh Now even though he might not get up there till uh, That's fine But he has to make a motion in Akira at the beginning of the Beracha of the Ritz. And how do we know that, that that's the way it's done? Shana'imad. By Yisa Aaron et Yadav, Elaham, by Barakim, it says Aaron. Right? He lifted his hands up to the people and blessed them. By Yerid, Ma'asut, Ha'atat, Da'olat, Ba'ashtim. And then he came down for bringing his Qurban. So you see Aaron's blessing of the people and the Avodah were done simultaneously. Ma'adalam Ba'avodah, Afkan Ba'avodah. Now, obviously, you can't have the Kohanim making the Qad Kurim at the time of the Hazan saying that it's it. The Gemara says, You can't hear two people at the same time. So, Ella, what we do is, at least we, right, the beginning of this, of their Birkat uh, Kohen, which is the, the, the walking up to the Dukhan, that's done simultaneously at the time of the Avodah. Just like Aaron said the Kohanim at the time of the Avodah, we do it where the Kohanim moved to the Dukhan at the time of the Avodah. Even we have a question, The Gemara has a question on these two rabbis. That what? That they went up after, which we they didn't go up uh, by the Rabbi Amir which means no. They actually did move their legs at the time of the Tzeh. They just didn't get there until the Kohanim. So it looked like they were walking after the Tzeh, after the Berakat Avodah. But you should know that they already made their move at the time of Ritzeh. It's only talking about whether they make Akira Daglav. Okay, that's a very important point. Which means that holds that once the Hazan says Ritzeh, then already the Quran should make a, a step uh, or two towards the Dukhan. And they have until a Ma'azir Shekinatol is Siyun. Once the Hazan says the word Mudim. And the Kohen did not make a move yet, he cannot go up to the Dukhan. That is the cutoff point, according to Shohan Aruch, when the, the last time the Kohenim are able to go up. Utnan, we learned also in the Mishnah, that you need to know the beginning of this Mishnah. This Mishnah comes along and says like this, in Gemarat Berachot. It says, let's say you have a Hazan. Okay? So the Hazan himself does not answer Amin to the Berachah of the Kohenim. When he's the Hazan himself. Because we're concerned, he's, he's the Makri, he's reading the words to the Kwanim, right? And if he's going to say, I mean, he's going to get confused, he's going he's to lose his place. And then the Mishnah says over there, um, that let's say the Hazar is the only Kohen. Okay, so now what does he do over there? So the Gemara says, he's able to make Kwanim, so long as he will not get confused, that after the Kwanim is over, be able to go back to the to the, to the, to the Tefillah and start, Sim Shalom. It seems, you know, after this whole procedure and ceremony, he couldn't even get confused. He's not going to have to go back to the Hazara, and he's going to, you know, mix up a confused Allah Amidah. So the Mishnah said over there, but if he's a Kohen, that has Yeshua Adah, they can make the Kohen, because he's the only guy. And then he's able to go back to the Hazara, without getting confused, he's able to do that. So it says like, that if This soul Kohen, who's the Hazan, if he's able to go back to his Tefillah, Lashai. But what do you mean? The Hazan did not make Akira. You're telling me you have to make Akira? He's the Hazan. His feet are together. He didn't make Akira. 
Yeah, you know what it means? That when it says, when he says that it's said, the Hazam moves his feet a little. Even the Hazam has to move his feet. So, same thing when he says that Amir of they move their feet a little at the beginning of Ritzeh, even though they might not get up there till uh, later on. It's okay. Just like the Hazam, he moves his feet a little. And really, Allah says, brought down in the post scheme, that let's say you have somebody that's in the Amidah, a Kohen that's in the Amidah. And he knows that he'll be able to get to the Birkat Kwanim to the do, you know, he'll be able to finish his Amidah in time. When the get when the Hazan says that it's said, the Kohen in the Amidah should move his feet a little towards the Dukhan. Even though it's the Amidah, he has to make an Akidah, speed up, finish his Amidah, and then run up to the Dukhan. Even Allah brings down, if a Kohen did not make Nitilash Yadayim yet. Allah says he has to make Nitilash Yadayim before he makes Dukhat Kwanim. Allah says he should make. To a step towards the Dukhan and then go make the Tilat Yadam. At least he has a, you know, he went towards. Furthermore, the Hazanim have to keep, uh, uh, keep uh, concentration that when they're praying, they should know if the Kwanim are making their move up to the Dukhan or not. They shouldn't speed up, but that's it. They should pace themselves to give the Kwanim a chance. In order to be, be all left, the Hazan's going to go faster to let's say, he's going to say, I'm 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 going to Kohanim comes the Gemara and says, "Amar Yosheb and Nevi Ein Notim Koshel Berachad Barech Eda Letovayin." A different halacha, a different point. That when they were making zimun, you do not give the zimun. Uh, all the days used to make the zimun as well as today should be done ala kos, right, with a cup. So you don't give the berachad to only somebody that has a generous eye. Shneimar Tovayin Hu Yevorach. That a uh, generous person has a good eye will be blessed. How do we know he's generous? He gives some of his bread to the poor people. Don't read it, he will be blessed. He's the one that should bless. Now, as she says over here, what is a tov ayin? Which means he hates other people's money. Right? And he does, he does chesed with his money, which is you have a generous person, he's not jealous of anybody, doesn't uh, yearn their money, and he spends his own money on the anim and all that. Such a person, you want him to make the berachat al-azon. In the olden days, if you remember, we learned that the one that made the zimun is the one that said the berachat al-azon out loud. And everybody else would be say with his berachat. And furthermore, if he was a guest, he would include in his berachat, berachat al-azon. And therefore, you want to give the Birkat Mazon to somebody that's Tovayin, that's somebody that's generous with his Birachot and not stingy with his eye and things like that. So when he says the Birkat Mazon, he's saying it for everybody that they should all enjoy the Birachah. You should not give it to a stingy eyed person. You have to give it to somebody that is indeed Tovayin. How do you know that even the birds know about the people that are stingy? Even the birds know, know a stingy person. Which is, you're putting your food in the traps for nothing. In front of the birds. Which means, how does a person trap birds? He takes a net and he puts uh, like bread or food into the net over there. And the birds come and eat it. In this chapter of Ishmael, was talking about stingy people. So he said, you're, you're wasting your food by putting this food in the net because the birds are not going to eat it. Why? Because the Gemara says, the Pasuk says, Al Tilham Lechem Ra'ai. You're not supposed to eat the food of a stingy person. There's, a, there's not a Berachah in his food because he really doesn't want you to eat. 
He's always looking how much you're going to eat, and you can take another one, you know, when are you going to finish and all that. So therefore, he puts a ayin on the food. So therefore, you shouldn't eat it, that food over there is not good, you get a stomachache from such a food. So even the birds, Shalom Ahmedek, say, they know when they see food, this is a lot ayin. So Shalom Ahmedek says, you're wasting, you're wasting, this food that you're putting in the uh, in the, in the trap, it's going to go to waste, because the birds are not going to, even they can sense the... Uh, the cheap guy, anybody that benefits from a tzara'ayin, over belav. You're transgressing a lot Again, because you don't want to give it to you. He's not giving it to you. He doesn't want you to take Even though he tells you, please, please take. But you know, he's only doing it to be nice. He really doesn't want you to take from his food. And therefore, you really take it so it doesn't belong to you. And therefore, you shouldn't take it. Because you know, he's not giving it to you. My rabbis don't know very, very important. A lot of times, uh, you see the children, you have to teach your children. Uh, somebody comes to school with a little bag of potato chips. And because she is enough for him. And everybody goes, oh, can I have one? Can I have one? So he's giving, but he's not giving it. He doesn't want to give up uh, his. Uh, or he has a couple of candies and things like that. So you always have to know when you see a person, a saudad, it's not mistaken. The saudad, it's not enough uh, for even the person themselves. You shouldn't ask. Because he's not going to refuse to, but he's not really not giving it to him. Shalem. In any event, Kikemo Sha'ar bin The Pasuk says, it is like Sha'ar bin That she says Sha'ar bin he gives two interpretations. One interpretation is it's like venom, which means when, when he's giving it to you, he's giving it to you, boys, look at that she. Kikemo Sha'ar bin Sha'ar ze al korhenu nashon pants, verbu. It's like the one that's giving you to, to, to eat, or the one that's eating, which means the one that's eating it, it's like you're putting bitterness into the one that gave it to you. She's the guy doesn't want to give it to you. So by you taking it, it's like you put bitterness into him, because he's all upset that you took it. He brings another pirush of Menachem. Lashon Shiur Tamid Hu Mishair Kama Yochal Zeh Ve'ad Matai The stingy guy is always calculating How much is this guy going to eat? And when is he going to finish? And therefore Do not eat from his bread Comes the Gemara and says Yeah he's going to tell you to eat There's no question He tells you to eat however But his heart is not with you Which means he really does not Means so. Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak Amar over b'shnei lavi. Wow! Not only over one lav, but over two lavs. Al terham ve'al tetavish. According to this opinion, even to yearn it, it's a even if you didn't eat it, even if you're just yearning the the food of a stingy person, already that emotion of yearning it already is a is a is a, is a, is a isu. Now again, these are not isu de oraitas, obviously over here. Because it's not written in the Torah itself, it's written in the Mishleh. It means it soon means it's not proper, it's not a good Hanagad. I'm going to be a there's a story of Arufa in the Torah. What is the story of Arufa? You have a fellow that is found dead between two cities. They do not know who killed him. So the law is they measure to the closest city, and the Zikinim, the Sanhedrin of that city, has to bring. And they have to make a confession and they have to say, We did not murder him. And the Gibbara says, And the We did not spill his blood. So the Gibbara asks the obvious question. 
<coughs> what, did we think they that betting a bunch of murderers that have to come along and say we didn't do it? Ela, lo ufatranu which means we did, we did not see him and leave him, and we did not uh, abandon him. What does that mean? Lo belomezot. We did not see this guy and let him leave our city without giving him provisions for the road. And we did not see him and leave him without escorting him out of the city. Now we're learning two things over, which means the betin has to say like this: We are not guilty. How would they be guilty? Not that they would murder. They would say like this: Maybe he came to our city and we didn't give him provisions. <coughs> For the road. Now what's going to happen to a person who doesn't have provisions on the road? He's going to travel, he has no food. He's going to be hungry. He's going to see somebody that has food. He's going to attack him to get his food. Because the guy's not going to want to give it to him. And what's going to happen? The guy that's being attacked is going to kill the person that's seeking provisions. So the betin has to say, listen, we weren't responsible. We didn't let him go out of the city without provisions. So therefore you can't blame it on us. Furthermore, <coughs> we did not leave him without Nebayah. The custom is that when a person leaves the city, they would escort him on an entourage to protect him. So therefore, we're not blamed for that as well. Now, where do you see over here <coughs> that the kapara for the Eglah Rufa is for miser, miserly people? <coughs> because, <coughs> what's, the, what's the concern over here of the of Betin? The Betin is concerned that they have to give him provisions. Why do they have to give him provisions? Because we're concerned that on the road, a guy is not going to give provisions up that quickly to him. And therefore, he'll kill him before he gives uh, the provisions. All that's why, because of... So they have to come along and say, listen, we weren't part, we gave him food uh, on the way out. But, but the concern is because we're worried that somebody on the road is not going to share. Because if somebody was sharing the provisions on the road, then we're not, we're not concerned in such a case. But since we're worried about the people that are not going to give the food to a wayfarer that's walking on the road, so therefore we need a kapara for the egla arufa. So the whole egla arufa comes because of sarut ayin. Incidentally, when the mitzvah of the vayah, which is a great mitzvah, which the Kabbalah will talk about later on, the Katrahim uh, brings down the vayah rashitevot lehayim ulshah. Which means when a person has fulfilled the mitzvah of so he's actually giving the uh, guest a berachad that he should be protected on the road. Comes the Gibran says, Amar Adab, Amar Sumlai, Beta Kenesit Shekula Kohanim. Okay, interesting case. You have the synagogue, the old Kohanim now. Ten Kohanim in the Minyan, everybody's a Kohen. So what do you do over here? Kulan Olim the Dukhan. So they all go up to make Birkat Kohanim. So obviously we're talking about say 10 Kohanim and Hazan. You have a Hazan that's able to be a Makri. So Israel is the Hazan and then you have a 10 Kohanim. The only question is, Limim Mivarkhin. Well, who are they blessing? There's nobody there. So comes the Quran says, okay. They bless their brothers that are not in the synagogue. They're in the field. The farmers that couldn't come to synagogue. So the Berachah, the Kohanim, goes also outside <coughs> to the people that are not in the Synagogue. Rashi says, They're working, they couldn't come to the synagogue. We have a question. The people that are behind the Kohanim are not part of the Beracha, which means, let's see, you have people in the synagogue. The Beracha says that you have to be standing in front of the Kohanim, like we learned Panim, Keneged, Panim, right? You have to be in front. Now, all on the sides, but you have to be in front of the Kohanim, either directly in front or on the sides, but you have to be in front of them. But let's say you have a lazy guy, he's in the front of the synagogue, in front of the Kohanim. That's Am Sha'achorea Kohanim. They don't get a Beracha. 
They're not part of the Berakah. You know why? Because they're lazy to go uh, to the back of the to, 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 to the back of the shul to be in front of the Kohanim. So they don't get a uh, Berakah. Now she says, uh, right. No, so, the, so the Gemara's question is: So you tell me that anybody that's not in front of the Kohanim, Panim Kenegapim, doesn't get the Berakah? So how could you tell me now that these ten Kohanim that are making the Berakah is for the guys in the field? They're not there. So comes the Gemara and says, "No, there's a big difference." Gemara says. <laughs> which means it depends if the guy's anus or not which is the farmers that are in the field they can't come to the synagogue because they're working they have an excuse they have to tend to their fields they don't get uh, knocked out of the beracha. they're part of the beracha. if a guy's in the synagogue he's just lazy to walk in front of the Kohanim he wants to stay where he is that guy's not anus that guy is excluded from the beracha. look at the Rashi <coughs> No, side is okay. As long as, as long as he's in front of the Kohanim. As, as, as long as the Kohanim are in front of him, even though he's not directly head on, he's on the side of the Kohanim, they wave from side to side. That all the people on the side just get the Barakah as well. We're talking about a guy that's in front of the Kohanim. Right? That means the Kohanim are behind him. Look at Ashi. They're not Anisi. It's not important enough for them. They don't want to walk in front of the Kohanim. Like we don't However, the guys in the field, it's not their problem. They're, they're working. So therefore, the Barakah goes on to them. One more Anakha, the Gemara says. Rav Shimi is a rabbi's name. Birta uh, is the Bira, the capital of a place called Shihureh. Bet Kulam Kohanim. The Bet Knesset is full of Kohanim. Miksatan Onino Miksatan Onim Amin. Some of them go up and some of them stay back to answer Amin. Because you have a, 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 a minyan of Kohanim, they don't all go up. <coughs> we just said they all go up. He's saying over there, no, some go up, some stay down. Make up your mind. Come on, Stakashia. Had ishtayir be asara, had no ishtayir be asara. It depends if you have ten left over or not. What does that mean? Look at that sheet at the bottom. Ishtayir be asara. Niksatan onim de dukhan, basara onim amim. Which means, let's say you have, don't count the hazan. The hazan, let's say you have, and you have, let's say, eleven kohani. So the halachas, if you have 11 kohanim, let one kohen go up, and you let 10 stay back in order to answer amin. Which means, so long as you have a 10 to answer, you keep the 10 behind. Look at that sheet. Miksatan nukam ba'asara onim amin. Lo ishtayir ba'asara, lo chashid l'menachan le'chudah. Let's say you have exactly 11 people, right? You have 10 kohanim, and one, uh, and one hazan. So in that case over there, if one's going to go up, you only have nine left over, so therefore you don't have, you don't have ten people answering them I mean, anyway. So all of them go up. So basically, if you have anything less than eleven, they all go up. Anything more than eleven, you let one go up. Oh, so you have twelve people. Two of them go up, and ten stay back. You have thirteen people. Three go up, and ten. So you have to always keep ten people back, even though they're Kohanim. So it's actually a race. Who's going to go up there first to get the eye? So they forget. If it's ten people, all the Kohanim go up. And the Hazan, of course, is back there to them. They have no problem. Who are they blessing? The people outside in the field that couldn't come to the synagogue. And that's the way the Shohan writes down. Let's just read that inside. Uh, the Halakha says like this. Okay, well, let, let's go back to one Halakha that we said earlier first. 
Halakha says that if a Kohen is the only Kohen and he's the Hazan, so Halakha does say he can make the Brikat Kohen so long as he's certain that he's able to go back to his Tefillah without getting confused. Uh, at the time of let's say he'd make a little Akira, he'd move his feet a little just to be Yotzeh the Akira, then at the time of the Kohen he would turn around, bless the people, say, you know, whatever it is, and he'd turn back around. Today it's much easier for a Kohen to do that, the Mishnah Burah says, because there we have Sidurim. In the olden days, they would get confused, they wouldn't know where they were, but today the Sidur is sitting on the Teva, so today it's more uh, probable that the Kohanim would be able to find themselves in this situation and uh, fulfill it and uh, do it. Maran. No, you need two Kohanim to say Kohanim to them, to invite them. In this case of me, when someone would just say Emor, you will not uh, invite them. Amor Lem is to say the words Kohanim, to introduce them. But without two, one is fine. He can't make it. Now the Maran says, Bayit Bet Knesset, Shikula Kohanim. In Encham Ela Asara, Kulam Olim the Dukan. Besides the Hazan. Lemim Barkin, La Hem Shibasadot. Mi One Harim Amin, who's going to say Amin to them? Hanashim Vataf. Maybe the ladies in the ladies section or the children in the Sushu. If, 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 if they're there. V'im Yesham Yotin Masara. The ones that are more than ten go up. And the ten stay back and answer. Amen. Baruch Amen. Amen.